Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. to the forum how are you florence i am excited this week we just got off with an amazing guest hernandez and now we go up a, a notch more with this guest why don't you introduce without further ado yeah jim i'm so excited we are having an amazing week and today we have the amazing and beautiful taylor Hendricks. how are you taylor oh thank you for the introduction i am now wonderful <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, I, I've said this to Lisa Marie, and I'm saying this to you now. I think you're the top three underrated wrestlers in the world today. I think that your talents are, and we're going to talk about that. We're not going to pull any punches because I think you are, are really, you could either be a heel or a face, and in your talents, you're a worker. You could sell. There's not much you can't do. So let's just get right into it. First of all, what I wanted to talk about you, I've dealt, uh, I've dealt, I've, I've communicated a little bit with Rip Rogers online. Boy, you had some of the best teachers in your career. Why don't you talk about some of them that trained you? Well, when I first started wrestling, I never wanted to get stuck in that uh, comfortability bubble. I always believed, you know, nothing really good ever comes from comfort zones. You always have to challenge yourself. So one of the ways I wanted to do that was to be the most well-rounded performer I could be. And for me, that meant going to different schools and learning different schools of thoughts and different psychologies and kind of just piecing and picking and putting together what worked for me and what made sense to me. And a part of that was different types of teachers who had different styles and different things. So um, there was definitely a lot of them. I feel like what really helped me the most in my career was that that old school teaching um, that I don't necessarily feel is being taught as much just because it it made me prepared for almost anything. I never really had to, after that question in the ring, you know, oh, if this happens, what should I do? Or what should my character do? I never had to ask those questions anymore because I knew my character inside and out and I could get myself in and out of any sort of wrestling situation, whether it was, you know, an unforeseen injury or working around my own injuries or ropes breaking or, you know, different stipulations for matches and stuff. And old school definitely really helped put all of that psychology and character development together. I'm an old school wrestling fan. I, you know, God bless everyone that likes WWE. I haven't watched WWE in 10 years. I don't like the sports entertainment. I like wrestling. I like the workers. I like people that, that have that mental aspect of the game. I love the mind games and the different things that are done. Rip Rogers, Spike Dudley, Nick Dinsmore, Al Snow, just to name a few that have trained you. Those are, those are some of the best in the business. Great workers that literally obviously have taught you how to wrestle because boy there's something i mean you climbed up the ladder in just such a short time you were ovw champion 
Um, well, I don't think that they'll ever quite uh, <laughs> give me that that sort of credit that you are. But um, I, uh, OVW was a very interesting time at that point. But I had already been wrestling for almost six years. But with with the way it was, you know, you had to pay dues just, you know, getting into OVW. You still had to help set up the rings. You had to help take down the rings. You had sure. to be one of the first people there, one of the last to leave. You know, you had to really earn your spot. And um, that, that was actually the first title in my entire career I had ever won. And they kind of really treated me like, wow, you know, yeah, it's cool and all that you've been wrestling for almost six years, but, you know, we're going to retrain you from scratch. And that was like a very good experience and it was very humbling um, and it taught me a lot. You were <laughs> champion for over 203 days in, in 2011, which is not a small feat in OVW, uh, which I'm <laughs> a huge fan of. So obviously you were just doing some amazing things. Now here's the problem that I have pro you. I'm very pro you. I thought TNA totally missed the ball with you from the first match you had with Tara and the gut check challenge. The fans really reacted to, to you. That must have been an exciting time when you saw the fans really showing a lot of love for you and a lot of appreciation. That was one of the craziest experiences of my career. You know, here I am just a, a nobody. You know, I, I go there. I had no idea until after I was there for several hours who I was wrestling. So, um, and, you know, it was like a dream come true for me. You know, my first ever time uh, live, I was the first gut check uh, contestant to be completely live on television, which mm -hmm. meant my first, my, my first appearance being my match was live. And then uh, my promo where I'm talking and then my reveal was also live. So not only was I the first girl to be featured for gut check on TV, but I was also the first actual contestant to be completely live. So that was like a, it, to me, it felt like a lot of trust, but at the same time, you know, it was a, a very big learning experience. I was very green. I, I was, I feel like when I look back, I was such a young girl trying to be on a roster full of women. There was so much I still needed to learn. Yeah, Tara's one of the best in the business. That's who you faced. And uh, I, I almost envy you taking uh, the widow's peak. That's my favorite female move of all time. Uh, Tara's just, what was it like? Was she, I've heard some great things about her, of her kindness to other, other wrestlers. Was she cool to you? Was, was everything good with you? Absolutely, 100%. Um, she, if She's that type of person that it doesn't matter if you are brand new. It doesn't matter if you have 20 years more experience than she does. She treats everybody with a certain level of respect, which just, it speaks to the person that she truly is. Yeah. Now you had uh, during that time, and you probably don't notice it, but when I've watched probably 40 or 50 matches of yours. Uh, and no, I'm not a stalker. Uh, my friends are going stalker. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Uh, in my research of you, what amazes me is the comments. Why did they get rid of Taylor? Taylor was so good. I love Taylor. The, the outpouring from TNA fans was huge. They really liked you. And that must have been disappointing. What do you think went wrong with them? Because I think they really missed the ball. Did, I mean, let's face it, TNA did a lot of crazy things then. But was, were you disappointed in the way that things ended with that and that you thought you could have brought a lot more to the table if they would have allowed you? Um, you know, it, it's kind of one of those things where it just uh, – I wasn't the right person at the right place at the right time. And that I think is pretty much what it comes down to. And I will say that the fan support has really never left me as far as, you know, uh, them being very supportive of me being a TNA knockout. And, you know, I never got on their website uh, as far as when the knockouts launched their own website. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, if they would have asked me, I would have said, I dare to be revolutionary. 
you know, that's just kind of my mindset. That's my mentality. And I was really coming into my own at that point. I was that, you know, I was, <laughs> I don't want to be like Britney Spears or whoever said, not quite a girl, not quite a woman. I was kind of just like on the cusp, you know, I was still figuring everything out. I was still, you know, like I was saying, I was like this young, fresh 23 year old, like young girl, really on a roster full of women who had all this experience. And, you know, it was a really hard time in my life where, you know, I was misdiagnosed with cancer and then come to find out I was level two pre-cancer. So then there was like all these different things I was trying to juggle and understand. So I think people didn't understand why I had gained weight and, you know, they didn't understand why I looked a certain way. They didn't understand, like, you know, I, I, I remember wearing custom gear for like the first time on television and it looked awful on me. It didn't fit right. It was made that day. You know, so there was, there was just a lot of things I think that went into um, it not being successful for me but it was also one of the biggest uh, teaching moments for me honestly and I learned like you know I feel like people always say you know it's easy to look back once you've had you know time and distance and experience and looking back I can look at that with a sort of appreciation because I I feel in a way I'm partly the person I am the woman I am and the worker and um, performer I am because of a lot of those experiences because it taught me who I want to be, who I don't want to be, how I want to act, how I don't want to act. And it really taught me that I'm always going to be honest and I'm always going to be myself no matter what situation I'm put in. So I, I don't regret it. I, I still stick up for what I believe in to this day. So overall, I would say that it may seem like a negative experience to a lot of people, but I now have the, the guts and the gumption to look at it as a, a very positive experience. Now, I wanted to get into your diagnosis real quick, and we want, we will get into as long as deep as you want to, but here's what her at the young age of twenty three even though you've been wrestling a while, you were a very young girl when you started. Here you are wrestling Mickey James, uh, Tara twice, and then you go to showcase wrestling and you beat one of the most dominant forces in wrestling in a long time awesome Kong, awesome Kong. Wow, that's a whole lot of talent right off the bat, you know, as a young person. That must have been a whirlwind for you. I was a replacement, actually, and I wrestled Awesome Kong before before being on Impact, I believe. Um, I was the One Girl Revolution, Taylor Hendricks, and I remember I had uh, heart-shaped peace signs on my gear, and (laughs) I came out to this really cool cover of um, a Lindsay Lohan song from Freaky Friday. I had the intro from that uh, meshed and mixed with uh, One Girl Revolution by Superkick, which I had heard on the Disney Channel. So, yeah, that was (laughs) was kind of the person I was. And I um, I was a replacement, and they still kept the person I was replacing as winning, and I couldn't believe it. I thought it was so bizarre. I was like, I'm a nobody. I'm a stick. You have me going over on this big star who's clearly carrying me throughout the whole match because I was terrified. Mm-hmm. And I remember coming back, and people like Tommy Dreamer and um, a bunch of other people were just telling me exactly how much my butt was carried. It was so funny. But, again, it was like one of those experiences that you just take in stride. And wrestling Nikki James was super cool because there wasn't supposed to be a lot of wrestling in our segment, and she really fought for it. She she wanted to wrestle me, and it was, it was really cool to see someone like that treating me so much 
you know, so much better than other people on my level at that point. Um, she actually like thought I was worth enough to actually be wrestling with her on live television while we were still on Spike TV. And that was really, really cool that she really fought to have at least a little bit more wrestling for us in that segment. I'll never forget that. And I remember her talking and her and I had both agreed on how, you know, for, for good or for bad and for whoever we are as people, we want to leave this business better than how we found it. And since we both came in at such completely different times, it was really cool to hear someone else talk that way other than myself and to be at least in a small way involved with something like that was like super cool to me and very, very humbling. It made me feel so good on the inside. You know, it gave me the feels. <laughs> Yeah. So that was really cool. <laughs> I, watched, I watched that match again for the second time. And no, I'm not a soccer. I watched it the second time this morning. <laughs> and Mickey could actually, you could see Mickey smiling a couple times when you, when you did a couple moves. And it was almost like she was going, yes, you know, this is cool. And, and that was really. It was really funny. Yeah. That, that was. We like, traded OVW stories. Yeah. And then a couple of times you actually went out and you said, OVW. You yelled over. I did. <laughs> I was, was proud. Fantastic. You know, I didn't know. I, I was on like a whole new level that day because, um, you know, I hadn't been on TV in so long and. You know, I was just trying to keep a positive attitude because I was like, you know, uh, I got the news that I'm level two pre-cancer. I'm borderline level three. They told me I needed to gain weight because I was too skinny. There was a lot of stress on my body. And like I was too, like I said, I was so young. I was too stupid to realize that maybe, oh, I should put on more muscle or something. And like, no, I automatically meant, oh, I got to eat a lot. I got to put on fat. Like it didn't even occur to me that like, you know, and I knew that's so silly is because I knew that muscle made weight more than fat. And then that was the first day I wore actual real custom made gear mm. and it, <laughs> and I remember I had gotten my hair done and the lady completely dyed it almost black looking and mm. it was supposed to be this bright red and I remember still tipping her like $40 even though she completely <laughs> like messed up my hair and it kind of just goes to show you how distorting HD lights lights are because my hair looks bright red when you watch that match on TV <laughs> yeah, in fact, but yeah in person it was look. like dark dark oh. dark Oh yeah, and I look like an Oompa Loompa in person, I swear, because I have three <laughs> competition tans where you're like Adobe Orange, yeah. and yeah, I was still, mm -hmm. I was still like porcelain compared to Mickey on TV, so those are kind of like the behind-the-scenes little giggles that I remember, and I remember it being June 6th was my last appearance, the next day was my birthday, and mm -hmm. I just remember so many people making fun of me all over the world on my birthday, calling oh, me like all oh, kinds oh. of like fat, and oh. I remember picking Mickey Hendricks, which I guess is like a throwback to an old WWE storyline with Mickey. Yeah. And I just remember all these other things when I'm turning 24. And it was just like a really interesting, very um, tough skin kind of growing experience. But what was really cool is I remember I had almost a million viewers when I, my second appearance, I think it was for Open Fight Night. Uh, and that was against Lisa Marie Varon as Tara. And it was so cool as I got to open that segment with a promo. I got to do my own promo again, which I thought was cool. I was like, wow, they let me talk on the mic twice and they didn't tell me what to say. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I remember we got almost a million viewers. We were the second highest rated segment on that whole half of the show. The only person that had higher ratings than us was the champion at the time, Austin Aries. So these are all little things that I look back and I'm like proud of or I laugh about. So I'm like, oh, this is all the Taylor Hendricks experience right there. That's right. Now, now let's talk. We got I, I want to let you go early, you know, because I know you're busy. But oh, that's um, fine. The one thing. <laughs> 
The one thing I wanted to talk about you being such a, I'm in the medical field and, and critical care medicine. And one thing that really touched me was at such a young age, I have a friend that is your age now that it has cancer. And what was your thing going through the mentality of being diagnosed and then finding out they're wrong? You, there must've been a lot of emotions going on. I actually touched on this uh Slightly, just slightly recently on my YouTube channel mm -hmm. for all things Taylor. Um, it was kind of like a, a skull shocking moment simply because um, with the exception of, I believe, two people, every person in my family has died from some form of cancer with the exception of, I believe, two or maybe three people. Like we have breast cancer, oh, wow. we had uh, my breast cancer, cervical cancer, colon cancer, lung cancer, all, all kinds of different cancers. So <laughs> for whatever reason, our family is just very uh, cancer and diabetes prone. And so when I first uh, got that diagnosis, I was actually, um, I had noticed my doctor's phone number, right? So that's the only reason why I answered it. I was at work. I was um, at an elementary school, uh, which was my YMCA location. And I remember being in the library where my phone went off because that's where we had the kids that day. And I have all these kids. I'm at one of the teachers for that YMCA program. And I just remember thinking, the lady just told me I have cancer and now I have to go and finish my work shift and act like nothing's wrong. Wow. And I, I just remember that sinking in for a minute and, you know, I can't make noise. I'm in a library. I have, you know, I think at that time we maybe have 20 something kids, myself and one other teacher. And then I started thinking to myself, when I was five years old, my mother took care of my grandmother. My mother was a single mom and she took care of my grandmother who was dying of cancer. And I remember where I was when I was five when, you know, when my grandmother died, I can still mm -hmm. clearly quite vividly remember mm -hmm. that. And so that was what was kind of going through my head at that moment. I was like, I'm on television. Um, I'm a teacher. Cause at that time I was on and off of Comcast with a local, uh, uh Comcast on demand with a local company. So I was like, I'm, I'm on TV. I'm trying to do everything I want to do. I'm in college. I'm working my butt off. I have this job. What am I going to do? Right. And then my next thought was, I'm not going to tell my family. I don't want to put them through that. My mom's already been through this before. And my mom uh, was, uh, you know, at risk of cancer and diabetes as well. So I was like, you know, and I don't want to put my little sister through this. My sister is about seven and a half years younger than me. Mm. So I was just thinking, I have to keep this to myself. And I was thinking to myself, how am I going to go through this and keep it to myself without them knowing? I don't want to put them through this. And then it was a couple months. And then I thought to myself, wow, this is really selfish. I don't feel like I'm doing them any justice. It sounds heroic at the time, but really it was quite selfish. And then I came out and I told my mom and stuff. And it was around that time that I'd also told my trainer and and every and a bunch of people I knew. And then I got a second opinion. And then I had to do several different tests after that until I found out I was misdiagnosed. Only to find out that I was like level two, borderline level three, which would have meant I needed surgery. So it's kind of been like a, a whirlwind, but that was basically my thought process going through is just all these different fleeting memories and then all these thoughts of, okay, well, what realistically can I do? What can't I do? What am I prepared to do? What is this going to take? Yeah, yeah that's, that's so hard. <laughs> I know that uh, Florence mm -hmm. is a special ed teacher and she's had a couple of things yeah. happen and you have to go there and you can't can't really share anything. You're just in a, you know, you got to keep it to yourself and it's just really a, a tough thing. And you've been through a lot, but you persevered and we're so glad that you're Absolutely. on. How's your health now? You look great. 
Uh, thank you. I, I feel great. I'm doing the best I can. You know, um, I just recently disclosed on my, my YouTube channel about uh, ha having restrictive lung disease. Um, I was diagnosed in 2015 with restrictive lung disease. Um, I actually go into that story. Um, there was a couple weeks before my WWE tryout. So um, if people want to hear that story, they can head over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Taylor Hendricks. Yeah, um, but yeah, so it's been a, a lifestyle changer because, you know, everything changes. Once you finally figure out what's wrong with you, you kind of have to, you know, alter your lifestyle a bit, you know, and uh, some days it's easier than others. But I think what's really important for a lot of people that are going through, whether it's mental issues, physical, emotional, and I really do feel like there's a difference between mental and emotional. A lot of people kind of lump that together. And they also yeah. kind of have the stigma that being happy 24-7 is good mental health. And I just think that's that's a load of BS and it's kind of more hurtful than just being, you ha You can't just be aware. You also have to um, accept, yeah. you know? So I was yeah. aware that I had a lot of issues going on with my health, but it was accepting them and realizing, okay, does this diminish my self-worth at all? Just because like, I can't squat 300 pounds anymore. No, it doesn't make me less of an athlete or less of a person. Oh, uh, can I take 20 different super kicks and, and, and do a, a heat drill in this match and go like 35 minutes without taking a breath and doing 75 bumps that are taking years off my life? No, I can't do that anymore. Does that make me less of a performer or less of a worker? No. Do other people's opinions about me or how I look or how I wrestle or how I talk? do they, you know, affect my self-worth at all? No, they don't. The only thing that affects my self-worth is how I choose to approach things, what I'm willing to accept or not accept, and how I go about it. And that was, I think, one of the biggest lessons of not just my career, but my entire life. And it's really just changed my whole life around is that acceptance. Like, okay, I wow. accept this. How am I going to move forward? That's amazing. I agree with, with everything you just said. And I actually have... Uh, question regarding the young female fans out there somebody who's looking at you seeing you as a role model as someone who's very strong very independent what would you say to a young girl who someday would like to be in your position and be a wrestler what, what would you say to them what kind of advice would you give somebody out there who really really wants to do what you're doing I don't want them to be in my position to be quite honest with you I want them to be better I want them to be better than everything I am right now talking to you. I'm not threatened by that whatsoever. You could put me in a locker room with all redheads. I would still stand out because I'm that mm -hmm. confident in my unique ability. The one unique thing I bring to the table is myself. And that's what I have loved about working with uh, MPWL is they have given me a platform to be myself. They've believed in me, the person just as much as me, the performer. And that has made all the difference in my, in my everything, really, to be quite honest with you. It's, it's the one place that feels like home as far as the entire wrestling business. And that, I think, is what is a true game changer for people that are true performers. It's because you can perform your butt off all day long. But if you are unhappy, there's no way you can say with incomplete earnestness, with a serious face, that that's not going to affect your your health, your mental capacity, and your, your in-ring ability, Absolutely. you know, it Absolutely. all matters. So my advice would be is to be better than me because you can learn from my mistakes to make your own mistakes. And, and for me, I didn't realize for a long time, but I was making myself small so others around me could be big. 
And that is something that I said Mm. to a girl who asked me for advice recently is that's not a circle. That's a cage. You don't want to be somewhere that makes you feel like a bomb in a bird cage. And I go over this as well on my YouTube because I felt it took me my whole entire 20 years, 29 years on this planet to learn that. And some days I still struggle with it because you want to call people out. You want to tell people how it really is. But some things just don't need to be said because karma will do it for you, you know? And so you want to, yeah. you, you want to be better. Don't just settle for a wrestling school that's nearby. Go train with somebody who's achieved what you want to achieve. Find your Lisa Marie Barons, find your Mickey James, you know, find your best Phoenixes, find your Natalia's, find your Trish Stratus's, find those people and go do that no matter what it takes. Cause so many people approach their dreams with such a finality. I feel like, Oh, it has to be like this or I'm unsuccessful. For me, growing up, I always wanted to be in the WWE. My my dreams have changed. Does that mean I'm less successful? Absolutely not. And I feel like more people, when they're young in the business, need to look at it that way. Is because when you have all the freedom in the world to yourself, that means you have a blank creative canvas, and that is going to be so important when you are creating the person that you are going to be for the rest of your life, not just as a performer, but as a person. Because everybody has those stories when they meet somebody that they idolize, and they're a complete douche, you know, and they're a jerk. Mm-hmm so to speak everybody has every fan has at least one of those stories you don't want to be that even if you're a heel in today's society you can still be nice because you never know uh you know I can be a heel on television and still be completely amazing to a kid you know it's not that old school way anymore and that doesn't mean it's bad or you know not as real it's just it's different and it you know people are aware but we're in such an aware society we need to focus more on acceptance you know um, like I, I've still come across people who make homophobic remarks in locker rooms or, you know, sexist situations or like really bad uh, bullying situations, harassment situations. It's 2019. That oh, stuff yeah. should be long gone. And, you know, the Absolutely. harassment isn't just towards women. It, I've, I've seen men get harassed as well. You know, so this is kind of and you want to talk about equality. I've been on shows where women are getting paid almost triple men mm-hmm. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's so many different things. So for my advice is know what your worth, know what your value is, and always be contributing to educating yourself to make yourself more valuable. Know how to cut those promos, whether it's 30 seconds, a minute, 90 seconds, whatever. Know how to make somebody else look good in the ring, not just yourself. And never settle for anything that's less than what you deserve. If you're getting treated badly, why keep going back? If this person isn't teaching you what you need to learn, why stay you don't have to waste your time Mm -hmm. but you also don't have to make yourself small so others can feel big there's like this cult mentality that I talk about on my YouTube channel like people feel like they're blacklisted if they stick up for themselves it's not the case I have been sticking up for myself for a little over a year now and it's one of the hardest things I have ever done in my entire life but it has been the most liberating and the most freeing and I'm the most happy and successful I have ever been because I decided enough was enough. I know what I'm worth. It's time I'm going to fight back and I'm going to fight back for everybody that feels like they can't. And I'm going to show them and prove to them that there is no blacklisting. The only places that will blacklist you are the places you never belonged to begin with. Yeah. And that's my advice. I love that. I love that. That's That's amazing. Thank you. I I tell Florence that same thing. I always, uh, I always look, I never think I'm so big (laughs) that I don't know you, that I know everything. And and when you learn from people that have been there and have done it, you learn from their mistakes. And it's an amazing thing. And before I really want to talk about your YouTube channel, but 
Uh, please yeah. don't go to the WWE, Taylor. Stay the way you are. Uh, they may have a lot of money, but stay who you are. You're, you're, you're amazing the way you are. You're amazing just the way you are, yeah, absolutely. Gosh, don't go to WWE. But anyway, uh, that's for another show. But uh, your YouTube uh, <laughs> channel, we're really excited because we're going to be promoting that. And we always tell our guests, we don't have guests, we have friends. When you're on our we are massive marketers and we love yeah. people to get good content. We don't have people on our dozens of people ask us every week to be on our show. We don't have junk. We have quality people that are good people that we believe in. We believe in you and your YouTube channel. Why don't you talk, give a few minutes to talk about your YouTube channel and what's, what you want to do with it and what's in store. Um, I want to do everything with it. I want it to be my, my daily vlog. I want it to be my blog. I want it to be just an advice column. I want it to be about my experiences. I want it to be about my fans' experiences. I want it to be everything. It'll be it'll be everything that I want it to be because that's just the type of person that I am. And uh, working with MPWL um, and this coming Saturday, I will be continuing to upload content to it. I just want fans to realize that they're not just pockets that are paying their hard earned money. So people like me can perform like to me, it's, it's so much more of a connection than that. And people are always forgetting that other, other wrestlers are always just forgetting that without fans, there's no shows. If there's no shows, you don't have a job. And at the end of the day, we were all fans to start with most likely. So why are we like looking down at fans? So I really want fans to be able to connect with me and be inspired by what I've gone through and kind of just help other people because there's so much preachy stuff and fake stuff online that's more hurtful because they're more facade making people think, oh, well, this is how certain things are or how certain things could be when it's not the case. And I want people to see that there are real people out there. And hey, if this worked for me, maybe it worked, maybe it'll work for you. Or based off of this, you can find something that will work for you. Or hey, this didn't work for me. This isn't how it is. Let's be real. You know, and that's really what I'm going for. And every time I set foot in the ring with MPWL, that's what I'm doing is I'm showing that you aren't your circumstances. Your circumstances don't define you. Here I am, not even supposed to be alive today. And yet here I am doing what I love to do with MPWL every show. You are not blacklisted. You do not have to be your circumstances. You can be anything you want to be as long as you fight for it because nobody else is going to fight for it for you. And to me, that's what this Saturday is all about. It's about making sure people don't go hungry. This Saturday in Santa Rosa, it's about showing people what equality really is. This Saturday is showing people coming together from all different walks of life for the same cause. The, that, that's the type of person I am. That's the stuff I'm promoting on my channel. And that's the type of company that I work for. Corey Machado, we want to give a huge shout out to Corey for all the people. If you don't know, a lot of the ticket sales, Corey's uh, passion is feeding the hungry. And a lot of times we get so much and we were so blessed. And to just go to a place like this and to, to, to meet great people, great wrestlers, to be entertained and to be able to help people, it's hard to beat a night like that. And let's talk about Saturday. You have, uh, we have your opponent on tomorrow in a, in a podcast, Casey Cattell. Uh, and uh, it will be Saturday. The doors open at 7. The matches will start on um, 7.30. VIPs get in at 6.30, from what I understand. Oh. Um, they uh, oh, wow. pay for a nice 
special ticket. So they get at 6.30. Um, they will have uh, the opportunity to take some photos with some stars. I'm not sure who those are. Um, and then the regular doors open at 7. Show is at 7.30. I am very excited. This will be a first-time matchup between myself and Casey Catal. And I'm very excited for it because I feel like she's an amazing up-and-comer who I feel has the same kind of gumption and the same kind of drive that I do. And I take that to heart. So I'm very excited to see us clash in the ring and just to be a part of all of these superstars that are coming in from Mexico and across California and Nevada. I think it's like a crazy cool card to be a part of with all of these, you know, legends from CMLL at AAA in Mexico and, and all across California and stuff. And then having Casey Catal coming in from the East Coast, it's just amazing. It's like, it, it, it's so cool to be a part of. And I know that MPWL, I think, has raised almost 7,000 meals before this show. Wow. So I think it's really cool to be a part of that. And people can find tickets for this event um, at npwleague.com slash tickets. Tickets will still be available if you don't want to get them online. I was told that they can actually also get them the day of the show um, at the doors when the doors open. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited. I've never wrestled in Santa Rosa, California. So this is going to be crazy. Yeah, uh, I'm from the wine country, so I'm going to be able to attend. I can't wait. I haven't been to a wrestling match since uh, the Oakland Coliseum years ago, and I am so excited to see this. And if you've never gone to an indie wrestling match to to a smaller venue or a smaller venue, you have never been to a wrestling match. These big stadiums, it's not you don't get the feel. The thing that I just watched a match with uh, Taylor and Allison Kay. And I literally, (laughs) shout out to Allison, I literally could not stop laughing the whole match because Taylor had (laughs) stitches with some of the things. Uh, and, and I'm going to, I think I'm going to get back to that. I think I'm going to go back to my Boston roots, to be quite honest with you. I always like to create and innovate myself, but I, Working with Allison Kay is always a hoot because uh, she's hilarious. And um, a lot of people don't think I'm funny, but I laugh at all my jokes. I think I am hilarious on a daily Taylor, basis. <laughs> she had this one where she had her feet on the rope trying to get the three count, and the ref slapped her legs. And she goes, it's, it, this was legal in Boston. And, and the ref's like, shut up. You know? and, and uh, oh, my God, that match had me in stitches. But when you go to a small venue like this, you could hear the comments could hear the things that they say and Taylor just had me I thought Allison was funny Allison's God bless Allison I love her I hope she doesn't listen to this one but Taylor is the funny one oh my gosh that just, all your matches were, were just just amazing whether you're a heel or face whatever you do you portray yourself such in such a huge light and you're a friend to our show and all of the people celebrities Absolutely. athletes everybody we want them to know about you know about your youtube page we're going to tell people how to join it and how to get the notifications we want people interacting with you and again please 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 support all of our guests like you've been doing the thousands of, of guests that you've support I, I just i'm blown away at it and taylor we're so blessed to have someone like you on and please please keep your health keep taking care of yourself we want you around a long long time to enjoy your talents and also for you to enjoy your life Thank you. I really appreciate it. I um I plan to be around here for much, much time. I have so much to live for. So uh, this Saturday is going to be amazing. I really appreciate you all wanting me on your show and everybody taking a listen and supporting uh, MPW League because I'm just like 
I'm, I'm crazy huge fan of theirs and I'm just so humbled that they wanted me, you know, and gave me an opportunity and, you know, just being able to do what I love on YouTube and, you know, um, and, and also getting ready to release my first ever children's book that I have been working on wow. since 2007. Wow. So there's a lot of crazy cool things. If you are a Taylor fan, um, this has been my year and, uh, for Taylor fans, it's going to be our millennia. I plan on being around long after I'm gone. <laughs> well, we have, a we have hundreds and hundreds. We have best-selling writers. We are going to make sure people get that book and, <laughs> We're going to promote it. We're and when it's out, I I can't wait to do reviews and to share it with uh, the ultra talented at such a young age uh, to have accomplished so much. We are so yes. proud of you, Taylor, and keep up the great work and and really look forward to seeing your work Saturday. And please, for my sake, give a couple jokes in the ring, okay? Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. I think stuff's going to go down, so we'll see. That's great. Thank you so much, Taylor. You take care, and we just really, you've been gracious, and we just thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you for thank having you me. So much. Take care. Great. Bye-bye. That was Taylor Hendricks, ladies and gentlemen, and boy, I'm telling you, these, when you look at, I know a lot of people, John Cena and The Miz and all this stuff. I'm telling you, I would not take one of them for a Taylor Hendricks. I mean, she, she's the she's just a diamond in, in society. And the more you learn about these wrestlers and the more you learn about the, the sacrifices they have, the more you fall in love with them. The, Taylor is just a special person. Absolutely. I mean, she's gorgeous, but her personality is amazing. Like, I love her personality. And all the stuff she was saying to, like, the young fans, the young girls out there, the young women – I, I totally agree with what she said, and this is going to be a, a really inspirational podcast. I think people are really, really going to enjoy um, hearing Taylor. I think it was amazing. I think it was, too. Again, she'll be wrestling Casey Catal. She's from the East Coast as well, and it's going to be a great match. Casey is a little Spitfire Dynamo. She is a great wrestler, great worker, and Taylor, I'm not kidding. I'm still trying to find a, a bad match. I mean, she, she downplays her talents. She is legit. She is really a great worker. Sells great, great personality in the ring. She's bubbly and hyped. She's the whole package. She's yeah. the whole package. She's just bubbly and hyped when she's supposed to be, and then when she's supposed to be a, bad, a heel, as we call it in the wrestling world, some of you new to it, a bad person, a uh, bad guy or girl, she, she's that. And she's just really good. And outside, she's had so many obstacles that she's overcome. So if you don't root for Taylor, you don't have a heart. So we really love her. And we, we're we just, God, the people on our show, it, gosh, I remember when we first so lucky. I just thought, wow, uh, hopefully we get Johnny from the, the cinema theater down the street and he'll talk to us about movies. <laughs> We are, I mean, uh, we are living a blessed life. So, uh, boy, uh, I know I I hog this because I'm such a wrestling fan. Why don't you add? What, what do you think of Taylor? She she's just really inspiring. Oh, absolutely! Like I said, I I loved her message to her fans. I loved what she said as far as you know how young girls should feel and how she should feel about herself and to strive and be the best you can be and. I just love all that because I, like you had said, I work in education, I work in special needs, and it's such a powerful, powerful message, not just to the young girls out there, to, to all children, to all young adults. It's just such a, an amazing thing. And like I said, she's the total package. She's not just gorgeous. She's obviously very smart and has a big heart. And, and I just think that 
you know, her personality and, and what she stands for. I just think that I wish there were more, more people out there like this. And I think that I wish there were more women, young women going out there and spreading that message. I think it's so important. So I'm, I'm so happy we did this. I mean, I was a fan before, but now I feel like I can't wait to see the YouTube channel. Like I can't wait to go on and to like hear her blog and, and, and do all that. I think it's, it's going to be great. Tonight, I'm going to be checking out her YouTube channel, all the things. I love the behind the scenes stuff that these guys do. Yeah. And I think yeah. she's going to blow up. You look at Allie and Rosemary. Uh, Allie and Rosemary have started from scratch. I remember their first silly video. Now they're getting 25, 30,000 hits. You know, I, one of them got 50,000 hits. I mean, these guys, there's just fun stuff. Taylor's a very personable person. And she's very kind and sweet and we, and we love her to death. And yeah. so please, when we have these guests, it's not, I, my ego's a mile wide. I don't need the attention. I don't need any of this stuff. <laughs> Neither does, uh, as Florence laughs, we don't, we're doing this because we really love what we're doing and we love the people that we're doing. I'm telling you, we have t dozens of people. We, you know, Florence probably shakes her head, but I won't let on the show because I just don't, not that we're True. so great or anything, but, True. but we want to portray a, a sense of inspiration, a sense of positivity with people. Positivity. Yeah. We don't care what color they are, what sex they are, who they like, who they don't like. We care about people in general. So that's what we're all about. Thank you so much to all the thousands of people that have listened to our stuff, read our, uh, interviews and our articles and wow this is just and it ain't done yet wrestling week will nope. start again tomorrow with uh, casey Catal. and what we will do is we will post again today all week we're going to be posting how you can get tickets if you ever wanted to go to a tick uh, a wrestling match 35 dollars i think i can't remember what the vip is but i you could get right next to the ring for 35 bucks I mean, it, 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 you'll, WWE, that's a shirt. So when you go into these small places and you see the interaction, you see the excitement, you see these wrestlers, it is, there's nothing like small venues. I've been to huge arenas where uh, you just feel out of touch, out of detached. It's more intimate. Yeah, it's more it's intimate. To and you can hear what smaller. they say. You, hear, you see the moves. You see what they do. And you start to appreciate them so much. So, again... I'm going to rest my voice. We're going to get, uh, I'm going to be editing tonight and we're going to put this first thing in the morning and we'll be promoting these. So please support them. And thank you, Florence, again. We did another great show. And wow. Yes, thank you. Guest I'm, so, I'm so happy. This is amazing. Yeah, our guests make us, that's for sure. Take care, everyone. Yeah. Have a great week and love wrestling. You. Love your wrestler. Talk to you later. Take Bye. care. Bye bye. Bye. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.